Two years ago, I, little Matthew Barris, well, not so little, I mean, I am very tall for my age, started my Enter the Batcave podcast. And of course, here we are at episode 101. That's right, this is the 101 episode, instead of the 100th episode, I miscounted, but nevertheless, here we are, with a new episode of Enter the Batcave, and of course what you just heard right there in the beginning was the episode, uh, yeah, it was from the episode of... Uh, from Batman the Animated Series. I forget what the name of it was. It was the first episode to feature the Scarecrow. And that's when we heard the famous words, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman! From the late, great Kevin Conroy. And of course, uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, last year, as we all know, passed away. And... May he rest in peace. And of course, uh, his birthday is actually uh, coming up pretty soon. And um, yeah, really one of the great uh, voice. Well, actually, not one of the great. Let's face it, he is the greatest voice actor ever to play Batman. I mean, and also one of the great actors to play Batman, period, too. I mean, I'd say he's one of the greatest. You know, I mean, he's. I mean, forget the whole live action and voice acting period. I mean, not no offense to the other voice actors who've played Batman along the years, you know, but, uh, you know, Kevin Conroy, he is the best. You know, he's the voice that everyone hears whenever they read a Batman comic book or graphic novel. Well, unless you're reading the old 1960s one, of course, uh, you hear Adam West's voice. <laughs> But nevertheless, here we are with our 100th episode, and I promised a big surprise for you guys, which more on that in a minute. But first, I'm going to get a little serious here on tonight's episode. Well, because as um, some of you or most of you have known, I've been going through some problems. And it's uh, it's been troubling. It's been a troubling summer. I know, try to make it work, but didn't even broke up with my girlfriend. And in fact, I even talked about it more on the new episode of Matt's World 2.0, which is also on Spotify, which by the way, has a new look. Uh, there's a new look of it, and um, because what happened was, I tried to uh, get in with my old password, and I had to re, I had to redo my password, and then I had to do it all over again. So there's a new version of Matt's World 2.0, and. Thus, there it is, and there's an episode called Why We Can't Be Batman, which is the sequel to the old episode, Why, I mean, it's called uh, We Can't Be Batman, but of course, uh, in that episode, me and my co-host Claire, who has been my um, good friend, and co-host, and also uh, one of the peers in the peer support group over at, on the uh, fifth floor at Center Club. She is um, she has just been a wonderful, wonderful person. And we explained why we can't be Batman, meaning why we can't, you know, go out there and take the law into our own hands and we can't fight crime and of course it has more to do with mental health you know and struggling and and stuff I mean of course um, if Batman existed with the problems that he had and he tried to do 
some of the stuff that he did, I mean, he'd have a lot of problems in life. I don't think the police would be too kind on having a vigilante dressed up as a bat uh, trying to do their job for them. I mean, the citizens wouldn't mind, of course, because we all know that the system is corrupt, and that's a story for another day. But, unfortunately, there are strict laws against vigilantism, and two things would happen. Either Batman would be dead, or he would be in jail. And it would be the one time where his money would not get him out of trouble. So that's the end of that story. But we may not be able to be Batman, but we can be the hero in our story. And I talked about what would my hero be in the story, and a hero that I came up with, and this would this is a hero that I came up with, you know, as I was thinking about creating my own comic book. Uh, the hero is called Fist of Shadows. And Fist of Shadows, of course, comes from Fist of Legends. And, of course, uh, Fist of Legends, of course, is the famous Jet Li movie that made him an international movie star before he came over to the United States. It's a rework of Bruce Lee's uh, Fist of Fury, Sorry, Fury, which we all know as the Chinese Connection. And it's pretty much uh, the same thing, except it takes place in the era of 1944 or 42, I think. it's. I know it's around World War II. I know it's around that time. Uh, instead of 1904. Um, still takes place in Shanghai, and there's the Qingwu School. Um, and... Unlike in the original um, Fist of Fury, um, Jet Li does not use uh, nunchucks like Bruce Lee. Yeah, he does not use the uh, the nunchucks. Instead, he uses a belt. And the director of the movie, uh, he was always known for having um, you know fighters in his movie. Uh, you know, the main hero like use a belt instead of a instead of nunchucks, and. Also, we don't hear the, now you listen to me, I'm only going to say it once, we are not sick men. Yeah, we don't get that speech. Though, we do get a lot of, uh, you know, Chinese pride, you know, you know, the Chinese, you know, you know, fighting, you know, against the Japanese occupation, you know, during World War II at this time, and, I mean, at that time, I should say. And... <clears throat> So, so yeah, there's plenty of good action in there, and it's one of the reasons why the Wachowski brothers uh, wanted to get Jet Li in one of the uh, Matrix movies, um, but unfortunately that never happened. But uh, go check it out, it's a very good movie. So anyways, uh, Fist of Shadows, of course, is a ninja, and Fist of Shadows, he... is a vigilante who sticks up for what is right. He hates injustice. And he's a dark shadow of the night, just like Batman, Blade, Daredevil, and Spawn. But of course he fits more into the uh, Spawn, Daredevil, well actually more into the Spawn and Blade category because unlike... Daredevil and Batman. Uh, Fist of Shadows kills people. Yep, he kills people. You know, of course he's a ninja and he kills. But of course, unlike uh, most ninjas, he choose, sometimes he can choose not to kill. You know, sometimes he'll just break a finger or break a wrist. As in, don't do it again. And, of course, like a ninja, you know, he's willing to take on all comers with his uh, ninjato, which is a sword, a ninjato sword, 
of course, uh, anyone familiar with the ninja movies in the 1980s, uh, Shokazuki, uh, knows what a ninja toe is. And, you know, he's ready to take on all comers and just slash through all opponents. You know, because that's what a ninja is trained for. A ninja is, you know, they go through a lot of heavy training to go through all difficult opponents. And, of course, if you look... At the uh, Batman Begins movie, you know, Bruce Wayne is trained in the art of ninjutsu. And, you know, his trainer, uh, Ducard, you know, he says that death does not wait for you to be ready. You know, he tells him that death is not considerate or fair. And he says, you know, here you will face death. And that's what the ninjas do. The, de the ninjas, they face death head on. And, and of course, a ninja has to be more than just a man in the mind of his opponent. You know, which is what uh, Descartes said to Bruce, you know, about theatricality. You know, use it as a weapon, you know, you have to be more than just a man into the mind of your opponent. And that's essentially what ninjas do. And, of course, uh, growing up, as a kid, you know, uh, I've always liked ninjas, you know, I, uh, the first ninja, well, I guess I, yeah, the first ninja movie, I guess, was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, for me, I didn't really know what a ninja was, you know, I, I knew of Ninja Turtles, you know, I saw the, uh, original movies and the cartoon show, the original cartoon show, uh, actually, uh, part two was actually my favorite, you know, with uh, Vanilla Ice, you know, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, 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 go. Oh, me and my cousins, we used to dance to that song whenever that came on. Uh, but the first real ninja movie, I would say, was uh, American Ninja 3, Blood Hunt. You know, I saw it on TV one time as a kid. And then on, I saw, you know, Three Ninjas. Yeah, I saw Three Ninjas uh, Strike Back. Um, you know, I saw a whole bunch of ninja films. I later discovered the Shokasugi ninja films and, and what have you. And, you know, ninjas are just so cool. You know, I mean, they make for great superheroes and villains. You know, so, like, uh, my hero would definitely be a ninja. And, of course, if my hero in the story was was a ninja and he was down and he was facing these problems, he would want to face these head-on. Of course, he would also have to regroup, retrain his mind, focus, and he would have to prepare himself ready for death. You know, ready for anything that comes. And that's what I'm trying to do. Of course, uh, thanks to the help of uh, not only um, Claire, but also my mom. I got a new therapist, uh, psychologist, and some other people, some other ninja masters. So that by the next year, and hopefully by next summer, I'll be ready to kick some ass. Of course, you guys can't see it, but I'm doing karate punches. So, yep, that's what my um, hero would do. So, yep, we may not be able to be Batman, but we have to be the heroes in our stories. And that's what I'm trying to do. Be the hero in my story. And, of course, it doesn't happen overnight. You gotta keep working at it and keep working at it. And that's what I'm trying to do. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Keep working at it and working at it. And as long as I keep continuing to do that, then I think I'll be successful. And now, <clears throat> on uh, what's some good stuff about the show, now we got the serious stuff out of the way. Now, of course, celebrating the anniversary of my show... I'm sure some of you are probably thinking, well, what is your favorite episode? 
And I thought about it for a while, and, uh... Well, I haven't really gone back and listened to all of my episodes, but, um... Well, let's see. I would... Well, just looking back, I mean, um... Because some of the episodes, you know, like, I stumbled and bumbled a little bit, didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, but actually, there are some episodes that I consider my favorites. Uh, one is the, uh, Batman 89 soundtrack review. Um, that was a favorite of mine. Uh, you know, got to listen to the 89 soundtrack and, um, you know, give my reviews on and some of the songs there. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I like the uh, the fantasy casting episodes. I like the one I did for uh, Catwoman. I think the one I did for Catwoman was uh, was very awesome. And let's see. I did, I did the, uh, Batman Gotham Knight Watch Along. Uh, that was another good episode, too. Um. Let's see. Uh, the Mask of the Phantasm Watch Along. That was another favorite of mine. I loved reviewing that movie. You know, um, talking about, uh, you know, all the facts about the movie that you may not have known about and, and stuff. I know, just some good, uh, you know, just some good facts and also a really good movie. Like I said, you know, I think you guys would definitely love that. Uh, my fantasy casting for Batman in, uh, Batman Forever. <clears throat> Uh, fantasy casting for Robin and Batman Forever. That one I liked more than Batman. Because, uh, that one I picked, uh, Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Uh, yeah, I think he would have made for a good, good Robin. I don't think he would make for a good Batman, uh, not even for today. I think it's a little too late in the game for him to be Batman, but definitely would have picked him as Robin. Uh, the Chase Meridian episode I liked as well. That was a good one. Yeah, for the, uh, fantasy casting. Uh, the Marvel, the first Marvel in May episodes I did, you know, I think those were good, too. Uh, you know, reviewing X-Men, Night of the Sentinels, uh, reading the Punisher Circle, yeah, doing the Punisher Circle of Blood review, uh, doing a watch-along of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, watched the two episodes, um, did my top 10 greatest Marvel superheroes. And, yeah, those are my favorites. Um, wrote a, uh, read an earlier script of, uh, earlier draft of Batman Night Warriors, which I haven't worked on in a long time, but I'm gonna try and, uh, get back into working on it. Um, then I did the Batman and Robin fantasy casting, otherwise known as the anniversary of shit. <laughs> That's where I did the uh, the famous song in the beginning, you know, whereas if you hate this fucking movie, take a shit. <laughs> if you hate this fucking movie, take a shit. <laughs> if you hate it and you know it and you want to fucking show it. If you hate this fucking movie, take a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie was shit, so... Then, uh, let's see, also did the anniversary of Batman Returns with, uh, Parents, Poo-Tang, and Happy Meals, the story of Batman Returns, and that's where I, I talked about, uh, stuff that you didn't know about the movie, you know, of course, the controversy behind it, you know, with the parents, you know, the Happy Meal, McDonald controversy and stuff. Then I did uh, my top 10 favorite Batman movies of all time. Uh, 1966 watch along um, for the first two episodes. Uh, yeah, those were pretty good. 
too. That was a pretty good episode. Uh, the top seven uh, Catwomen. Um, yeah, the the best female actresses to play Catwomen. Uh, to play Catwoman, um, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer was number one. <laughs> of course. Um, let's see. Uh, one where I talked about uh, my graphic novel collection, mass graphic novel collection. That was a good episode. And also all the top 30 uh, Batman the Animated Series uh, episodes uh, to celebrate its 30th anniversary. Uh, also the Blade Month, uh, which by the way, I'm doing another Blade Month that's coming soon. Um, yeah, the Blade Month episodes were uh, were pretty good as well. Yeah, I loved um, doing those, reading all the Blade graphic novels that I had, and also doing the, um, you know, the top 10 uh, Night Stalkers um, comic covers. Oh, wait, that was in January. My bad. Mm. Yeah, but still a good episode. Uh, also, I'm going to read some Night Stalker comics as well for... Um, for Blade Month as well, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, fantasy casting for the Punisher, uh, Batman eighty nine. Uh, yeah, the Batman eighty nine graphic novel that I read. A um, little bit tiring to get through, but I managed to get through it. Uh, the fantasy casting for Dark Knight Returns. I like that. That's another one of my favorites. Uh, for Marvel in May, uh, well, it was a, the second part was a disaster. Um, the only parts I really liked were my reviews of the Alien costumes parts 1, 2, and 3 for Spider-Man the Animated Series. Uh, those are the only ones I really liked. Oh, and... Um, yeah, and the Return of the Beast parts 1 and 2 of The Incredible Hulk. And uh, the first being in the Hero in Your Own Story episode. And also, uh, well, yeah. And also the Summer of Spawn episodes as well. So, yeah, in two years I've done 101 episodes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, out of all the well, I mean, the Summer of Spawn isn't over yet, but... Um, so, so far, Burning Visions, uh, Evil Intent, uh, Souls and, and the Balance are, like, uh, my favorite, uh, Spawn episodes. Yeah, those were my favorite episodes to talk about there. Um... Yeah, especially you know when I was doing the voice of uh, the clown, you know the you came back for Wanda, <laughs> nice tasty Wanda. <laughs> yep, nice tasty Wanda. So I would say uh, so far those are my favorite episodes out of hundred and one episodes and. Uh, well, we still got some more to go. Yep, still got a hop, a lot more to go, and uh, drinking me some mineral water here. Hope you all continue to stick with me, and thank you for being patient with me. Also, throughout uh, my struggle with my mental health, because there were times when I couldn't do episodes because of it, and. Um, but I'm trying every day. I'm trying every day and I'm also committed to giving you guys my best. You know, my show isn't, isn't really polished. You know, and sometimes there's technical difficulties and, you know, I've made mistakes. But I try every day, you know. I try every day with myself and with the show. And hey, not everything is perfect. 
you know, if, um, if everything was perfect, uh, it would be a very boring world, you know, I mean, even Tyra Banks said it in her book one time, you know, perfect is boring, and, uh, I never have been perfect, I never will be perfect, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just a alcoholic Aspie with mental issues who just likes to talk about superheroes and likes to do some good in this world before I die. That's all I like to do. That's all I am. And I want to thank some people here. Uh, I want to thank, first and foremost, God, because without him... It's not possible. Uh, I want to thank my family, my mom, my brother Wayne, uh, my Auntie Ree, my Auntie Frances, uh, my cousin, all my cousins, um, you know, Jeffrey, Ken, Marquise, Keon. I um, also want to thank my brother's wife, uh, Antonia, as well. Also, um, my niece, Crystal, and also got to thank, uh, little Matthew, who's, uh, also my little nephew there, and also I want to thank my, my friends as well. I want to thank, uh, first and foremost, my, uh, my old high school chum, Kenny Banesh, uh, who's also been helping me through this difficult time. Uh, Kenny, I don't know what I'd do without you, man. You've been... You've been, a, you've been awesome. You've, uh, you've been with me since high school. We've gone through hell and back with each other. I know I've always said that. You know, we've, we've gone through hell and back, and we're still here. You know, we're still thriving, we're still alive, and I mean, you've been with me through some of my darkest times, even right now, which is my darkest time, but I'm starting to see a little bit of the light at the end of it, and you know, that's thank all thanks to you as well. Love you, bro. Uh, to my other friend, Prima Johnny, and of course, uh, her, mo her mother, Becky Johnny, Thank you guys so much uh, for listening to my podcast. Thank you for always uh, being there to listen when I needed someone to talk to. Thank you for encouraging me to not drink. And because um, there were a few times uh, I thought about going off the wagon this year. But, uh, but I didn't. I stayed stayed on the wagon and you guys uh, have been wonderful to me and I love you guys love you Prema and I love you Becky I want to thank uh, Claire my co-host thank you so much uh, thank you for always encouraging me thank you for being a shoulder to both literally and figuratively cry on. I mean, I've cried on your shoulder so many times. I mean, thank you for being that person to cry on. Thank you to um, my other friend, Julia, at the peer support group. Thank you, girl, uh, for being there to listen and also give me advice as well. Uh, also want to Thank uh, Ken McIntyre from the Day Clubbing uh, podcast. Thank you for letting me be the um, the third guy. I mean, and also shout out to um, Scott McKinley, uh, who's the second guy on there. Uh, Scott's uh, been out sick for a while. Uh, hope you feel better, dude. And... And also, uh, thanks to all the fans on Facebook and Instagram who've been, um, 
and also on Wisdom, too. I got some fans on the Wisdom app who've been listening as well to the show. Uh, thank you, uh, Noble Wrong. Thank you, Cecilia Grace. Thank you, uh, Chucky. Uh, thanks to all of you guys. I mean, it's just uh, wonderful to share my love and enthusiasm of uh, superheroes with you guys. And I couldn't ask for a better fans and friends uh, you guys have um, have always been there for me cheering me on and, you know of course you know on my Facebook and Instagram page you know I've always uh, you know I've been open about my mental illness as well and um, you know you guys keep saying you know hang in there you know be strong and uh I love you guys. I love all of you. And anyone else that I forgot, just so you know, I love you guys too. Appreciate it. And also to my um, to my sponsor, Ralph. Yep, my AA sponsor. I'll uh, be there next Wednesday, dude. Didn't come to the meeting this Wednesday. I mean, this past Wednesday, but I'll be there next Wednesday. Thank you for being there for me since day one when I was there and I cried my eyeballs out. And uh, you've been a great sponsor. You've been a great friend, sending me all those positive affirmations. And it just keeps me going. God bless you. Now, we're going to get into the big surprise of today's show. And today's show, I am going to be reading to you guys an article... I did in the Pulse Beat, which is a newsletter in, I mean, at Center Club, right there on Gauk Street in Boston, not too far from, um, yeah, not too far from Faneuil Hall, also not too far from uh, TD Bank North Garden, which uh, is where WWE SmackDown will be taking place in uh, September. And I have a column called Matt's Comic Shop. That's where I review uh, comic books and graphic novels. And for my first article, I did the top 10 graphic novels for beginners. So I'm going to read to you guys um, you know, the full article here. So here it goes. Greetings, superhero fans. Welcome to Matt's Comic Shop, where I do reviews of comic books and graphic novels. Speaking of graphic novels, have you ever been curious about which ones to read but don't know where to start? Well, I'm going to present you with the top 10 graphic novels for beginners. Up, up, and away! Number 10, Marvel Masterworks, The Tomb of Dracula, Volume 1. If you've ever been a fan of the Blade films, a diehard Dracula historian, or a fan of horror comics, then this is for you. This collects the first 11 issues of the Tomb of Dracula. The early stories were written by Jerry Conway, Steve Gerber, Garner Fox, and Archie Goodwin before Marv Wolfman took over in issue number 7. Blade makes his debut in issue number 10, which for Blade fans is a little disappointing, but there are so many good stories that they won't even mind. For a bonus, we also get the first three issues of Dracula Lives, which dives into his origins. As for the artwork, Gene Colan is spectacular, very reminiscent of Jack Kirby. Number 9. Marvel Masterworks, The Tomb of Dracula, Volume 2. In Volume 2, we get more of the amazing Dracula stories by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan. This volume collects issues number 12 through 22, a werewolf by night crossover, and a crossover in giant-sized Spider-Man issue number 1. It also has Dracula Lives issue number 4 and 6, and as for Blade, he appears in issues number 12, 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, and 19, which should satisfy Blade fans. Another must have for comic fans. 
Uh, sorry, horror comic. Comic fans, I read that wrong. Number eight. Superman for all seasons. Of course, no graphic novel list is complete without at least one featuring the Man of Steel. Superman for all seasons tells the stories of his beginnings to who he is today through the narrations of Lois Lane, Jonathan Kent, Lana Lang, and Lex Luthor. The stories take place during all four seasons. It was created by Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale, who were fresh off from Batman The Long Halloween. Fans of The Long Halloween will enjoy this for its storytelling and artwork. Number 7. The Man... Uh, Daredevil. The Man Without Fear. This has been dubbed a definitive origin story for Daredevil. And after reading it, I can definitely see why. This is to Daredevil what year one is to Batman. But then again, what else do you expect from the guy who wrote both stories? Frank Miller. This novel covers Matt Murdock's origins from a bullied kid to a blind child under his mentor, Stick, meeting his college girlfriend, Elektra, to becoming the vigilante known as Daredevil. John Romita Jr. brings his classic artwork this story, making the pages almost come to life. Number 6. Spawn, the Origin Collection, Volume 1. My history with Todd McFarlane's Spawn was not so much the comics, but the 1997 movie and the HBO animated series. After binge-watching the series for the millionth time, I decided to rediscover Spawn's roots in the comics with the Origins Collections, Volume 1. And boy, it did not disappoint. We get the first six Issues from May to November of 1992, where we are introduced to most of the heroes and villains, including everyone's favorite child serial killer, Billy Kincaid. Tom McFarlane's artwork and storytelling will blow you away and make you collect the other origin collections. A great novel to discover Spawn, and another must-read for horror comics fans. Number 5. Tomb of Dracula... Day of Blood, Night of Redemption. This 1991 miniseries reunited Wolfman and Colin. In this story, Frank Drake's girlfriend, Magdalene, is haunted by Dracula in her dreams, and soon Dracula is resurrected. Now Frank must reunite with Blade to stop the Prince of Darkness once and for all. Day of Blood, Night of Redemption picks up where the 70s comics left off, and it's amazing. Great artwork, great storytelling, another great must-have for horror comic fans. Number 4. The Punisher, Essentials Volume 1. This is the perfect book to get into The Punisher. It covers his early adventures from Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Captain America, to his Marvel preview comic, to his first limited series, The Circle of Blood. The stories are reprinted in black and White, which is cool and adds a special old-school aesthetic to it. If you love machine guns, murder, and mayhem, then The Punisher is for you. Number 3. Batman, The Killing Joke. This has been dumbed to the definitive Joker origin story, and after so many years, I can see why. In this story, Joker paralyzes Barbara Gordon and kidnaps Jim Gordon to drive him insane. Meanwhile, we get flashbacks to how the Joker became who he is as Batman attempts to rescue Gordon. Alan Moore, who wrote The Watchmen years earlier, wrote an amazing Batman vs. Joker story. Tim Burton liked it so much, he used it as an inspiration for the 1989 Batman movie. Fans of the 89 movie will definitely love this. Number 2. Batman. Year 1. This story takes place in the span of one year. Jim Gordon joins the corrupt GPD and must rely on a new vigilante known as the Batman. While Year One is an origin story of Batman, it is also told from the perspective of Jim Gordon. Frank Miller's storytelling is incredible and adds a little bit of the old-school noir detective feel to it. This not only influenced the 89 movie, but Nolan's Batman Begins. And now for the number one spot. Drum roll, please. Batman, 
The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah? I'm doing the podcast, Mom. Sorry. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, that was my mother. Anyways, Batman, The Dark Knight Returns. This has been crowned the as the greatest graphic novel of all time, and in my opinion, there is no debate. This novel made Frank Miller a household name, returned Batman to his dark roots, inspired future Batman stories, and inspired the movies. In Dark Knight Returns, Batman comes out of retirement after a 10-year retirement to clean up Gotham. He not only takes on the mutant gang, but Two-Face, the Joker, the United States government, and Superman. Miller and Klaus Johnson's work in, is awesome, and it shows why they worked well on Daredevil in the 70s. This has been considered a great work of literature by all lovers of books, including Stephen King. If you're the type that will look down on this but praise any book by Walt Whitman, we can't be friends. And that's the end of that article. <laughs> yep, I uh, scared my mom by doing the drum roll. <laughs> but uh, the last part, uh, people were actually... Uh, it actually gets a chuckle out of everybody when they hear it. Uh, the part where it says, uh, if, you're the type, if you're the type that will look down on this but praise any book by Walt Whitman, we can't be friends. Uh... Well, originally, I had wrote, uh, if you're the type that will look down on this book or praise any Fifty Shades of Grey book, then we can't be friends. But then I changed it to uh, Walt Whitman. And what inspired that was, um, for those of you who remember uh, The Simpsons, there's an episode where Homer finds his long-lost mother, which was played by Glenn Close. Yeah, Glenn Close, sorry. And Homer goes up to uh, to a graveside, and he, he sees a tombstone covered in grass, and he thinks it's his mother. And he unveils it, and it says, here lies Walt Whitman. He gets mad, and he goes like, ah, damn you, Walt Whitman. I hate you, Walt freaking Whitman. Leaves a grass my ass. <laughs> and... Uh, I used to laugh at that all the time as a kid. I still get a chuckle out of it, too. In fact, um... Actually, I haven't watched that episode in a long time. I think I might have to watch that again. But anyways, um... I've seen that clip also on YouTube, and... Uh, people on YouTube, they've, um... You know, they talked about it, and most of them are, like, college students. They've done, like, book reports on Walt Whitman's books and stuff like that. Me, personally, I never read anything of Walt Whitman's. I've heard of his books and whatever, you know, all Captain, My Captain, and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, they said, like, oh, yeah, you know, his books are a chore to get through. Oh, I hated it. I had to do thesis. I had to do reports on it. So, yeah. I can definitely see why, uh, <laughs> I can definitely see why, uh, people would not be too entertained by, uh, reading Walt Whitman. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> so, uh, also, uh, let me go see if I can get my, um... Let me go see if I can get my uh, my mom to to join the show here for here for a bit. I uh, t she actually kind of scared me when I was you know calling for me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, let me go see if uh, if I can get my mom to be a, to join the show here. Actually, it'd be the It'd be the first time I'd actually have my mom here on Enter the Batcave. Yeah. But first, let me take a little swig here of my mineral water.
good. Uh. All right, let's go. Hey, mom. Hey, I was uh, I was doing the podcast. That's what you heard the the drum roll. I was drum rolling. Okay, did you have to remember your bedroom is next to somebody else's bedroom? All right. And it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> All right. But hey, uh, why don't you say hello to the folks here? Hello, folks. Yeah. Uh, well, this is my 101 uh, episode, and uh, this is actually your first time uh, being on the show here. So, everyone, this is uh, my mom, Brenda Gale Tuggle. Yep, and she's being a good sport here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to scare you like that, Mom. No, well, you have to remember, some people might be... In the bed this time of night so they can go to work in the morning. Okay, okay. All right. Come on, Mom. Let's not sound like... Let's not sound like uh, Grandpa Simpson here. Let's not... Well, I'm Grandpa Simpson. No, no. Let, as in, don't be shaking your fist and yelling at the clouds and then... I'm not doing all of that. I'm yelling at you. <laughs> okay. Well, at least you're not telling me to get off your lawn. <laughs> yeah, well, but, uh... But tell me, um... You know, because uh, as a... Kid, um, you of course you know how how much I loved uh, Batman. You know, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so tell, so uh, why don't you tell the folks about how obsessed I was about the uh, the eighty nine movie, the yeah. one with with uh, Keaton and uh, and Jack Nicholson. I don't know. I guess you loved it. You must have watched it fifty times at least. Oh yeah, you know, I, yeah, I had the yeah we had the original uh, VHS cassette too yeah and you watched it all the time yeah we always oh yeah always watched it i mean i i think i've watched it about the same amount as you've watched uh the color purple which by the way is my mom's favorite movie it's not my favorite movie it was but i found a new movie oh oh okay so uh what is your favorite movie now Oh, Black Panther. Huh. Well, that's actually kind of kind of appropriate because this is a superhero show. So, yeah. Wakanda forever. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm getting ready to go to bed now, so uh, we'll have to make this short. Thank you for talking. Thank uh, you. wait. I still have some more I questions. Have, no, you can't ask anymore right now. I have something else to do now. The pleasure talking to you. See you some other time. Well, okay. I guess we maybe the next time. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe next time. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining for as much. <laughs> You're going to be famous, by the way. <laughs> well, there we go, folks. Got a special guest from my mother. <laughs> yep, special guest appearance from my mother. I read my article. And, well, yeah. There you go, 101 episodes. Well, nothing much else to say than uh, see you guys on Monday, where we will continue the summer of Spawn. Yes, folks, the summer of Spawn continues. And actually, there's like three more episodes uh, left of, um, of season two of Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Yep, so... Wait, is there three more episodes or two more episodes? Let me go see. It's a good thing I'm on, uh... Got HBO Max here. I can go to my list. Let's see. Uh... Go to my list, go to my list, go to my list. Here we go. And uh yeah, I got uh, I got three more episodes. Oh, it's right the first time. Yeah, I got like uh three more uh three more episodes left. So, uh, that should be pretty good. So after these three episodes, it will be the end of 
the Summer of Spawn. So, thank you all so much, and I'll see you all on Monday. Until then, later, masturbators.